Hi everyone, I am so excited to have Matt Rise here. Uh, Matt is a video editor and he works for Jeremy Hutchins, a YouTuber with 7.8 million subscribers, which is just insane. Matt got his start in video editing it, while creating his own YouTube videos starting in 2013. In 2020, Matt began working with other creators as a video editor. He's worked with Krista Jackson, Tyler Brash, and Ben Azler, along with Jeremy Hutchins, who he now works for full-time. About a year ago, Matt moved to LA to work in person with Jeremy. Since then, he's been involved in front of the camera in some of Jeremy's videos, along with creating lots of amazing, fast-paced edits for each video. Um, Matt was born with, and tell me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, um, frontonasal dysplasia? That's right, that's right. Okay. Being born with that condition, Matt has had more than 40 surgeries. Uh, Matt's goal is to inspire people, whatever their background might be, to chase their dreams. And I think that's a really incredible mission, and I find Matt's story to be so deeply inspiring because he is so dedicated to his craft of video editing, and you can really just tell that he works super hard to make the best videos that he can. So, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'd love to start out by asking you just like, what made you start making your first ever YouTube video? I, I watched a lot of like the Faceland YouTubers and I saw like that they were doing it. And I was like, I, like, I really want to try it. So I was like, it just seemed like so much fun. So I just, I like got a camera and I like literally set it up in front of my TV and I played Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and that's how I started. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of people, like, have just been inspired by other creators and stuff, and then that just makes them, like, want to use whatever stuff they have, like, around their house and just, like, make make something. 100%. Yeah, it was crazy. I, uh, my first video was, like, so cringy. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever, like, go back and watch them? I watch them... I try to watch them only once a week just to, like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like, just see what I... Just, just kind of like remember where I started. To my back on my phone, uh, remember where you started. So I was like, I kind of just always watch it. Kind of like look back. Reminisce, reminisce way too much. Do you kind of see like then, you see like how much like progress you've made and how much you've like evolved in like so many different ways? Yeah, 100%. Um, so then I also wanted to ask you, what what is it like working for another creator versus like working on your own um, videos? It's... It's definitely fun. Um, I found later on that I like the creative aspect more of it and like post production wise, rather than being like in front of the camera, although now I'm like in front of the camera. Um, I love editing and just seeing the final product come together. So it's like it's just more fun for me. I don't know how to describe it, but it's you know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure just getting to be involved like in the process in that way is just like really interesting and, yeah. and getting it to making it into, like, the polished final product. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's super sad. I love it so much. Um, so if someone is interested in getting into video editing, what first steps would you recommend? Watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, everything comes with practice, and I think that if you do something so much, like, every day, and don't stop and practice, practice, like, practice so much, I think it's impossible to not succeed and to not do, like, see results so it's just taking that first step of just like watching videos and learning and understanding software and just like learning which will guide you to like where you want to go 
yeah like would you say it's kind of like the more you dive into it the more you learn the more you get exposed to and then it just kind of all goes from there yeah i think the more the more you just do it the, the better you'll get and the more you'll see results i know with video editing good communication is like essential um do you have any best practices for communicating with people who you're making the video for who are like in the video anything like that i think just constantly being like in touch with the creator constantly sending updates of how the video is going and how you know like what's going on is crucial um I've had clients before where it's like, it's just been awful communication and it never works out. I always try to believe that a bad editor with good communication can do better than a good editor with bad communication. Yeah, totally. Just being able to like be in touch with like everything that's going on. When you're kind of in the process of editing, do you have like recommendations of like when you might send an update to someone or? I usually do about like every morning-ish because like throughout the day, throughout like, the night I'll be working. So I usually send an update in the morning of like what's like been happening, you know, like what like I did the day before. Or if I need a voiceover, I'll send like a text message right there, like, hey, can you send me a voiceover saying da 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 Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, just kind of like checking in kind of on what's happening at that, like every morning, like you're saying. How do you approach like music, sound design, anything like that? I'm trying to better it. I think my audio is my weakest part of my edits. Just like actual like sound design and like mixing is like very tough for me, I've noticed. So I've been trying to get better at that. But like actually I think just like whatever sound best fits the scene is like most likely gonna work just to make the scene feel more whole. I don't know if that's a good answer. I never really yeah, I never really think of how I edit, I just tend to do it. It's kinda like muscle memory. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just kind of like like enhancing the scene basically. Are you usually the person who like chooses the music? And if so, like what is that kind of like yeah so me and at least me and jeremy have a uh crazy revision process of just like i'll do through the video like you know edit the whole video you know edit the whole video then we'll do like six to ten hours of revisions of just like polishing things up and making things absolutely perfect um and that can through like music changes like ton of stuff out like revisions are always the i i did this revision mindset where it's like I, I get super stressed and sometimes like, I don't know it's like I think that's something that people might not think of is just how much time is actually spent like on revisions and like going over things again and again definitely the most stressful part that's like when I do revisions I don't take breaks so I just go to know and it's like you know it's like it's very mentally challenging yeah just like trying to make sure like a bunch of different like fixing a bunch of different things kind of yeah 100% yeah that makes sense uh, especially for like people probably won't necessarily realize but like for I don't know maybe like a 10 minute video like there's so much that goes into that and so many different like pieces if it's got like lots of different edits going on so I'm sure that that's just like like there's so much that's going on behind the scenes that people don't necessarily notice if they haven't like ever done video editing when you're editing do you like think about what short form videos might come out of like a longer video like do you kind of think oh this will make like a good clip usually our shorts aren't really tied to our main videos. Um, if we were to make a short in the main video, Jeremy would film clips outside of, like, you know, outside of the video. But I don't really think about short form and, like, other content I do. I just, I don't, I don't know, I don't really think like that. Um, but I know people do, and it works for them. Yeah, I'm sure it's dependent on what kind of content you're making. Yeah. Just kind of how it all, like, comes together in that way. 
Do you have any like specific ways that you or specific things you do to like try to add humor to a video like in the editing process? I mean, it's just like comedic timing. Like, have you ever joked like that? Like, it's okay that I, like a lot of like a lot of the videos on YouTube right now are like very TikTok brain. Like, we need to like just go, no, 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 So it's like if you have a comedic line that's really funny, like hold on that shot and let the joke play out. Because just after silence and a bright spacing, people are going to laugh. Like, if, if, for example, my character in our videos is like, I like, I don't know if I say that. Oh, well. Um, I try to pull at the drawers. Like, so like, I'm like, always ask like, where the drawers at? Like, all that. Um, and like, if, if you let like a lot, like a line, like slide, like have dead space after, that joke's hit 10 times more than if there isn't. I saw I saw a great way to explain it. It was like uh, one of my favorite editors, Hayden Hilary Smith, was like, if each cut is set at two seconds and then you have one cut at three point five seconds, people are gonna generally react to that cut more. And I was like, that's that's crazy. That's like that's wild. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's like something that people maybe wouldn't think about like when they're watching something, but it just kind of like like you're saying, like the rhythm of it just makes it so that people pick up on the joke and everything and it kind of like enhances it. I wanted to ask, what is the hardest part of editing a video? Editing the video? No, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> Recently, it's been, it's been sound design. I'm working on this video right now, and I, I just suck at sound design. So it's like, <laughs> I'm trying to mix everything and make it like level, and it's like, I'm just startling. Um, what do you do like if there's something like sound design where you're kind of like, okay, I want to get better at this particular aspect? Typically, I just watch YouTube and just, like, study it and, like, learn and just become super knowledgeable in that aspect so that I can just be, like, stride it and, like, really good. Nice. Yeah, like you mentioned, um, was it Hayden? Hayden Miller-Smith, yeah. Awesome editor. Yeah, because he has a lot of, like, tips. Um, and he just, like, has content, like, for, like, mainly just about how to edit videos. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. Like, most of it's just editing videos. Do you have any other, like, people you'd shout out or, like, that you ever watch, like, learn more about video editing? I have a few friends that are super, super just, like, knowledgeable in the space. Like, my friend Jay is super dead. Um, my friend Fetty's really good. Just small editors, but they're really talented. Okay. Do you ever have times where, like, you don't have great footage for a particular scene and have to find a workaround while you're editing? Or, like, it, how would you approach something like that if it like came about i had a scene like that three weeks ago i we did this bit where i ate a dead tarantula like a fried tarantula oh my god <laughs> it was a fried tarantula i had it so i was blindfolded and i had to pay we played spin the bottle with a turk bottle we don't drink um with a turk we, <laughs> we played spin the bottle with a turk bottle and it was either i had to eat either it landed on me and i had either i had to eat either a tarantula a beetle or a water bud and I picked the tarantula, and um, the footage was super out of focus, super blurry. And so we opted to use B-roll and show like the actual like animal alive, just to have that factor of it being more intense and more scary. Like, oh shoot, he's about to actually eat this. Like, that's crazy. And then I threw up. That is understandable. What what did it taste like? Very touch texture. Is texture for a word? Had a lot of texture. It's very weird. <laughs> I hope to never experience that. I'm not gonna lie. It was a. 
yeah, it's a fried, tar- here's like a beef, here's like a dried tarantula. That is insane. <laughs> so, uh, what has been your, do you have a favorite experience that you've gotten to have, like, as a result of video editing? Um, we did this video last November, uh, where I wanted 100 dates in 24 hours. Um, that's probably been my favorite video to make, because, I mean... I just think, personally, it's my best work that I've done, like, on camera. Um, and yeah, I, just, I love that video. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, and so, so, like, kind of going along those lines, actually, what what are some of the, like, differences, I guess, of being on camera for a video versus just, like, editing and, like, being behind the scenes? On camera is so much different. I, I didn't realize until I was having a conversation with my friends about just like announcing lines and just making sure that you're like accurately saying your lines correctly. It's so hard. It's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) When when you're in the moment, there's like people around you, you gotta deliver a line. It's so hard. Like it's it's crazy. (laughs) Do you like do anything to try to, I don't know, I guess like remember the lines more or? Well, I, it's not really, like, remembering the lines that's hard. It's just, like, if I'm saying a line and I'm enunciating and I'm, like, trying to, like, enunciate it properly, it's, like, sometimes I slur it. It's, like, what do you say? I, I don't I don't know how to explain that. Like, I had a line in a recent video where I was, like, I've never held a screwdriver before, and I was holding a, a drill. And um, that was that was a hard line to say. It's, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I guess that's also something that you wouldn't think of if you didn't do it because, I don't know, I guess just... Yeah, it's it's hard to, like, it's hard to kind of, like, say that, but how would I say that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, totally. It doesn't, like, you don't necessarily, like, think about how will I say this until you're actually saying it. And then you're like, crap, I screwed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think you actually just mentioned this. I was gonna ask, what is your favorite video you've ever edited? But I think you said the Hundred Dates video. Favorite of edited is different. I I don't even know how many videos we've made or what's my best video. Yeah, that's probably a hard <laughs> question. Yeah, it's that's just really hard. I did just help out with a project that I'm super proud of. Uh, I helped out a project with Brian Rivera, and he did twenty four dates in twenty four countries. And that was a video that I was really proud to like help out on because it was just, it was a masterpiece of a video and it performed well, so it's super cool. Um, I guess like what what was like especially fun about that project? I don't know. It was just a very different video, and I was like, I it, it challenged me a lot because I had to make Brent's vision of what he wanted like actually come to life in the video. So that's what was challenging. Cause it's such a personality based video that it's like, how do I? pull his personality into mine so it was hard but it was fun yeah final question um i wanted to ask what are your goals for the future i definitely this is your heart i I think i wrote down my goals what are my goals what year is it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 2023 i wrote these down december 31st 2022 and it's learn to balance work outside of jeremy and transition outside of youtube editing so, like, just get more involved with, like, music, like, more involved all around other than just YouTube. I really want to win a streaming. Uh, I have some financial goals on there. And then I want uh, 
700 million views this year. Nice. That's awesome. Those are some really cool goals. I mean, 700 million is a yard. Do you have any other, like, parting thoughts you want to leave any listeners with? Any tips? Anything? Not much. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. And if people want to stay connected with you, check out your work, what's the best way for them to do that? At Matthew Rise on Instagram. That's M-A-T-H-E-W-R-H-Y-Z-E. Sweet. And I will link to that in the description. And thank you so so much, Matt. Awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. That's the end of our interview with Matt. Thank you so much for watching. And thank you so much to Matt for being on. It was really amazing to learn different tips and kind of gain some perspective from Matt about everything from the revision process to comedic timing and everything in between. All right. Well, thanks again for watching. Thank you.